In this episode, we're talking to an amazing woman, Gambira, aka Mama G, a Yolngu woman from the Gumach clan of Northeast Arnhem Land, currently residing in Warimi country. Gambira uses art as her tool to unite and heal people. She is an eclectic artist using song, dance and painting as a natural process for her. She values multiculturalism, human rights and the environment. She has a passion for nurturing and strengthening identity. It's about connecting to country because you go, how, well, how do we do that? So connection to country is a big one because it allows us to connect to our internal system, you know, that's that's activating our DNA, that's activating our nervous system. Being barefoot on the land and in the water, I think this is where we begin to heal. Welcome to Cultures of Change, the podcast, where we are having conversations about healing our identity. We bring you the strategies and conscious thinking for you to grow your confidence and understand your abilities to create the future that you choose. For much of my life, I carried the feeling that I wasn't Māori enough. Growing up in Australia, disconnected from my country and being immersed in my culture, that was until I realised everything I was yearning for was within me. My mana is my own and I am enough. I'm Erica McCready a proud Māori woman living on Yugambeh land. I'm a cross-cultural communication specialist and have worked with hundreds of First Nations people globally. I'm the co-founder of Cultures of Change and I am passionate about supporting Indigenous women to find their inner wisdom. These conversations draw on the power and knowledge of the strong women who have walked before us. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Healing Our Identity podcast, where I am joined by a very special guest, Gambira Alum, aka Mama G. Before I introduce this amazing woman, I want to start by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land and seas where I live and work, the Turnbull, Yagara and Jagara Nations here in Mijing. And I acknowledge my ancestors who I come with, Ngāti Raukaua, Te Aitangahauti, and my English heritage as well. I want to acknowledge your ancestors and wherever it is you're tuning in from. And thank you for listening and being here with us today. The amazing woman, Gambara a.k.a. Mama G, is a Yungu woman from the Gumach clan in northeast Arnhem Land, Northern Territory. She currently resides on Warimi country in New South Wales. Gambira uses the arts as her tool to unite and heal people. Over two decades of practice as a professional performer, musician, singer-songwriter producer, exhibiting visual artist, workshop facilitator, cultural arts educator and a clinical mental health and wellbeing coach. Gambira values multiculturalism, human rights and the environment. She has a passion for nurturing and strengthening identity and connecting with disadvantaged individuals and communities who have suffered intergenerational trauma. 
Song, dance and painting has always been a natural process for Gambira. Her source of inspiration draws from a long lineage of ceremonial painters, healers and our natural world. Creating and sharing through the arts is a spiritual and philosophical process for her. She is a member of the Sydney World Music Chamber Orchestra. She is a key ceremonial vocalist an ensemble leader of Dream Drone, a member of the Illum Girls, leader of the Gimbari Mob, bringing together a dynamic and diverse multicultural family in song, expanding up to a 12-piece band, gracing world stages such as Woodford Folk Festival and Splendour in the Grass. As an eclectic artist, Gambira has composed and produced musical pieces for projects such as Catapult Dance Company, DIASDA Dance Company and Legal Aid New South Wales. Throughout her practice, her message is powerful and simple. Our spirituality is inseparably linked to the land. We all vibrate with the planet. We are one blood. A warm, warm and heartfelt welcome to you, Gambada. Thank you so much for being on the podcast with us today. Where do we start? Connecting with our identities is, is ongoing and immersive, expansive. It can be intrusive um, and painful because of our worldviews, you know, what 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 we perceive, how we choose to respond and um, react because reaction is a big one. You know, that's just a human trait that we have. It's a part of our um, survival instincts and um, how we process things is is an ongoing journey, isn't it? Mm. Uh, and, you know, for, for all humans, I, I, I'm an eclectic and I'm a big believer of embracing multiculturalism and uh, believing that everyone has a story and every story is valid and meaningful. And, um, you know, we, we all have different ideas of what it looks like to be uh, successful or to feel that we have achieved something and also what it may look like to um, carry our burden and our pain and our sufferings. Every individual uh, every individual story is valid. And so the more we can hold space to most importantly, listen to other people's stories, then I believe that we can then connect and identify our own stories through sharing our journeys and our stories and our experiences. Yeah, I love that. I love that and I completely agree with you when we hear uh, pieces of stories from other people it can unlock something in us that allows us to resonate with something perhaps we didn't know for ourselves mm. 
Yeah, absolutely. Because we're all reflectors, aren't we? You know, we reflect. And um, if we don't have the opportunities to uh, externalise the internal, whether that's not necessarily with another human being, but just also just doing it through our sensory exploration, you know, through um, our art, music, writing, um, connection with country, being in nature, um, having relations with other creatures and animals. Yeah, all of that um, definitely helps with having more of an insight of who we are and what what our purpose is, if there is a purpose, if not, if we think that there isn't, there's still nonetheless always a connection and a vibration. I mean, that can sound that can sound very abstract, but it's actually quite simple and apparent. I think we forget to listen and look into things that we do not see, especially in this day and age, you know. So how do you, can we go back a few steps and can you tell us about your art and your expression? Yeah, sure. I was, I was fortunate to, to grow up in a very rich cultural environment um, coming from northeast Arnhem Land, um, my people being Yolngu. And I grew up in a, in, a, in a small town called Bachelor, and um, that was a, a really melting pot of rich cultures. And so that was, I was very fortunate. Um, but there was also a lot of dysfunctional suffering as well, you know, just because of systemic, um, institutional, intergenerational trauma. So, uh, you know, having to navigate that, trying to sort of fit in with um, colonisation and how things were forced upon us, having these really strong cultural elders and up-and-coming leaders that were studying and representing their homes and their cultures and their practices and customs with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples uh, at Bachelor College. That was very enriching, uh, yeah. And I think, you know, getting getting back to the suffering and, and the pain, um, it, it was also a very volatile environment as well. And as a young person trying to sort of stay safe and proud and... Um, focused on believing that I had a future was challenging because, you know, there was a lot of deaths. I experienced a lot of death and a lot of trauma. And um, I think this is why I'm so passionate with the work that I do is to bring awareness uh, about the resilience and adaptability that we have and getting people to connect and be reminded of you know, 
what we are able to do and achieve no matter the circumstances. And that, uh, you know, people sharing, sharing each other's experiences, whether they were negative or positive, was still important. It was still something that needed to happen, if you know what I mean. And so, you know, um, arts, music, expression through all of that, that's a part of my people's culture. Um, you know, we're storytellers, we're educators, we're healers, so we, we use and do all of that through the arts and, and not, not intentionally. I think it's just, you know, we don't differentiate ourselves with um, the natural world. And, like, originally we never really thought of ourselves as, quote, unquote, artists because that's an individualistic view. So, you know, the arts was was a part of our education. It was like our university, um, you know, that was how we uh, preserved and passed on knowledge. And I think it's great to see how, you know, it, there is individualism now in um, traditional art, but it's still the resonance connects back to that collectivity and the, the essence of community if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. It does, definitely. It um, reminds me of uh, people being able to find their own individual identities within their deeply grounded and depth of their cultural identity and, and expression. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I explored all sorts of things, you know, but did, I was in a rock band, I was a, a drummer um, and you know, did the battle of the bands and, and I also delved into some modelling and acting and theatre and, and it was just such a fantastic um, medium to express, hear other people's stories, learn about other people's stories and then, you know, eventually grow to feel comfortable to share my own story because mm. that's not easy, mm. you know. It's not easy to, because it's 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 close it's close to our hearts, and we share a vulnerability. Mm. And once once we realise that vulnerability is power, well, then there's no stopping us. And I think that that's what's happening with us Indigenous mob. We're really grasping that and owning it. And I'm so proud. <laughs> yes. I absolutely agree with you. The, there is so much power in vulnerability because mm. vulnerability uh, can be seen as a weakness um, and if it's seen as a weakness, then it can keep people, people quiet or keep their stories hidden. When we embrace that we have vulnerability within every single human being and we're meant to, that vulnerability can just feel like the most powerful thing to share because you're naked and you're raw mm. in that sharing. And that depth of vulnerability can really ignite something in others. That is the beauty of, of, of you know, deep, authentic uh, storytelling, story mm. sharing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when you were in your hometown of Bachelor, I know Bachelor well. Mm. Um, 
and you were pursuing and and all these different areas of expression and and arts and as you say in terms of you know you didn't necessarily call yourself artists or because it was part of who you are and who your family is and who your culture is at what point did it become or did it become an individualistic like uh collation of expression mm. for you mm. um I think I was in my, I was probably about 20, 18, 20, when I kind of stepped away from, uh, I guess it's, it's not a cultural obligation, but, you know, when you step away from um, the umbilical cord to your culture and your family. Was, yeah, I think it was... Um, late teens, early 20s, I was also um, a mother at that age too. So when when I became a mother, then that's when I was like, right, well, here I am. It's me. This is me. <laughs> and that was really powerful, really powerful. Yeah, awesome. Love that. Yeah. Hmm. And so how did that shape you then? How did that shift you in itself of, you know, Becoming a mother is a huge life event. It does change yeah. us. Yes, you know, it we, does. We take on a whole other identity that that what didn't exist before that moment. How did that shift? Um, it shifted in in obviously that survival mode, responsibility, unconditional love, and 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 what that looks like, and and sharing your your worldviews, your your own processing of you know me myself and I and it just became extremely expansive but what was really empowering was it didn't it didn't stop me from doing what I wanted to keep striving for and I didn't realize that I was striving to be an artist I just knew I was striving to find my story and be comfortable in that story so that I could share it with other people so I'm using I'm using language in a different way, but I'm talking about you know just being able to communicate with other people and being able to fit in multiple worlds and um, having that, having my child, my first daughter, was extremely grounding. Yeah, and she made me feel, or I allowed myself to feel, if you like that, uh, you know, to give the best world that I could for myself and for her and for my future with my future children and my husband was to, you know, <clears throat> make sure that all our stories uh, would be heard and that we could all share our stories. And that's what we do today. It's uh, incredible. You know, we have a, we have a beautiful family unit and um, I'm very fortunate that I get to create and make music and art and educate with my daughters um, on many platforms. Yeah. Sounds amazing. It sounds really beautiful. That feel, It feels really beautiful listening to you share that. Was there a point I'm interested at... Um, that you kind of thought to yourself, what I'm hearing 
from what you just said then was that you know your expression and your 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 artistic expression was your way of finding how you tell your story and how you find different parts of yourself did you have a point where you thought well you may have always or always known that you thought I'm going to do this for my career I'm going to I'm going to do this for my livelihood should I say you know this is yeah I guess that comes a little later in life for me anyway um I just knew my passions I knew what would strengthen my identity and I knew that I needed to be around other people that um that where where we could lift each other up and um and I also just knew that I had to be of service mm. and that that came about pretty much after I had my first child to be of service is a very very important grounding uh, practice there's many ways to be of service uh, you know and mm. to, to share in knowledge systems receive other people's knowledge and then share what I've learned through that journey and um, you know I guess with 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 just I just knew that I was artistic and I'm self-taught and now I'm at a point where I'm very blessed to work with incredible um, artists and producers and writers and all of that and um, be a part of some amazing projects it's it's always humbling but for me it's about um uh, bringing people together and bringing awareness and celebrating the many the many cultures that we all have in your introduction uh, you talk about the arts as being a tool to unite and heal people mm, yeah absolutely yeah I love to collaborate I mean, you know, there's, lo- there's, lots of, there's lots of ways people will express. You know, some people have a knack for tapping into and having empathy and um, sort of a, a view on, give me, give me something, give me an example. There's so many things. You know, you can, you can write about and express love and others will um, want to express uh, injustice and, you know, so on and so forth. Mm. And, um, yeah, I think for me it's about pulling out everybody else's individual stories and through that you get to see um, a picture of certain communities and then the greater community and, you know, I'm, I'm very uh, passionate and fascinated about all of that and our environments our internal environment and then um, external environment and who's who's affecting what and who what roles are played here mm. and how that's all interconnected. Mm. Yes, I love hence, that. Hence psychology and yeah, that's another yeah. passion that I have. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love I love how you've described that. If you are loving what you're hearing then you're going to love what we have coming up in store just for you. Head over to www.healingouridentity.com and sign up to get on the list about our new signature program coming up early in 21. 
We've developed this to support you wanting to dive deeper into healing your identity. If these are the conversations that resonate with you and you are ready to jump in and do the work to find your own inner wisdom and become the master of your own future, then go to www.healingouridentity.com. I like to think that that um, this podcast supports hearing, having the opportunity to hear stories that we may never hear um, or never never have the opportunity to be in the same room as, as yourself or, um, you know, another person and just give that whole new other world of perspective. You're, you're giving a, um, a cultural knowledge platform which is fantastic, you know, because people are, are sharing invaluable knowledge because we all have it, don't we? Mm. Mm. We do. And the power of our own, that vulnerability again, the vulnerability of sharing a, a raw piece of ourselves, the vulnerability of sharing a raw piece of ourselves can hold us back from sharing. And so, you know, the ability to share when we allow ourselves to express can just be such a powerful force for just that one person listening. Absolutely. Yeah. Can you paint a picture for us for our beautiful listeners that may not know what it looks like to be in the presence of Northeast Arnhem Land in Yungu culture and richness. Can you paint yeah. a picture of what that is? Well, it's the other Australia, that's for sure. <laughs> um, culturally, connection to spirituality, ancestors, um, and family and kinship and land plays a really, really big part in, in existence. And what's beautiful about um, Yungu culture is the moieties. You know, you've got the dua and the yiritja. Dua is like fresh water, yiritja is salt water. And um, the, there is this harmonious balance. I guess you can look at it a little bit like yin and yang, you know, to have polarities and opposites to create this balance um, so that we can have um, our kinships to be able to uh, marry. So you can't have a dua marry a dua for example. So it's got to be the opposites and, and in that creates um, harmony and acknowledging um, the, the elements of land, water, sea, air and all the stories and knowledge teaches us about the environment, teaches us about um, social, spiritual obligations um, and our boundaries, you know, we're, for Indigenous people, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, we were not warring people. We did not need to um, uh, own each other's lands because we had spiritual boundaries that kept us uh, responsible to care for our own lands 
and our own people and, and, and all the creatures and the totems. And so we also did not differentiate ourselves with other animals. Uh, you know, we don't look at ourselves as superior to other creatures. So we have some really incredible, powerful uh, dreaming stories, like, for example, Bairu, the sacred crocodile, um, carries knowledge and fire, and fire is, 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 is a big one. And there's many different stories um, from different parts of Arnhem Land, and, uh, but I have been told of beautiful uh, translations of, of these stories and I guess to look at it in one way, Bairu, the crocodile is, you know, it's, it's, it's so ancient, it's, it's still very prehistoric and it's one of the last prehistoric creatures that has still survived to this day from the dinosaur years. And, you know, to look at and think that this creature has so much knowledge. It can travel hundreds of kilometres, the depths of the water, and then travel hundreds of kilometres across the land. So we see it as, wow, it has so many, uh, you know, it has so many perspectives. And, and that in itself, is, is a big teaching for us. Just to give you an example of, you know, how significant some of, some of these dreamings and totems and what we call our ancestral, our ancestral beings. Um, yeah. And the other thing with, with the, you know, with the, the Dreamtime stories, it's not something that is, is necessarily looked as something that happened long ago. It's still here today and it's ever evolving. You know, we have, we have traditional paintings of now introduced, uh, you know, it might be the buffalo and, and, or the, the rifle or the Toyota or whatever it is, you know what I mean? And these are actually part of our um, Dreamtime stories now. It's acknowledging how we constantly evolve. And I think that's really beautiful and, and, a, and a wonderful reminder um, of connection to country and what that looks like. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you so much for painting that little glimpse. Um, I closed my eyes through that and it was very much, I actually got quite emotional was very much, um, you know, really listening to the sacredness of what you're sharing and just thank you so much. I really want to really honour that. Thank you for holding space for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've brought your depth of ancient cultural wisdom into um, your work as a ceremonial vocalist. And leader ah, of the dream yes. throne. Yeah, that's that's a beautiful project. Yeah, and again, that's like you know, that's a melding of um, different cultures, and um, uh, it's with three other dig players, non-indigenous didgeridoo players, 
but they've all had their um, passage and uh, blessings and all of that. And that's a beautiful experience because it's when we say drone, that's what it is. It's these three incredible drones. And the idea is um, that our guests, our participants that come into the space, lie down and we take them on a vibrational sonic journey into their own dream space. Wow. And, and my role is, is, um, is vocals, but not necessarily singing, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And we really attentively hold space for every individual, keep an eye on every individual, and we take, we take our guests on a journey in and out where they don't go too deep because that can be dangerous, mm. you know. So we, we stimulate the vibrations so that they're in a safe journey. Um, and sometimes we'll take them under the water and then up into the sky and then out to the cosmos and back again. But it's, it's, um, it's very responsive, if you know what I mean. It's calculated to make sure that it's safe. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, um, and that's beautiful. Sounds amazing. Sounds absolutely amazing. It sounds like a, uh, an amazing experience for people to be held through and guided through. Hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful. And it's always an incredible experience for all of us, you know, as much as we hold that space for them, the guests hold the space for us as well. And yeah. It's so every experience magical. is different? Yes, yes, it is different. It's not rehearsed. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. And is that is that particular show so the dream drone? Yes, it's called Dream Drone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um so it's the three boys on Didge and my husband is um, the sound engineer, so he, he does the sound for us. Yeah, so the three boys are Sai, Steve and John. They're like my wowers, my brothers. We all travel from different states to come together. Mm. And is this show still live? It's still, I mean, obviously our times are a bit different in this moment in in our world right now, but is this um, is this show still going into the future? It will. It will. We'll have our time to come back together again. Yeah. I'd love to know more about that. I'm sure our listeners would as well. Um, when those come up and and where we where yeah. we can get more information, I'm 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 like I'm coming. Yeah, yeah. Well, our dream drone is on Facebook and it's on Instagram. And yeah, beautiful, beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Another thing I wanted to share with you was um, with with my family, as in my my daughters and my husband. Um, I guess a big part of uh, my connection and self-identity and, and um, sharing stories and, you know, the enrichness of all of that and what that really meant uh, was we 
we were on a pilgrimage for four years and we travelled Australia um, in a figure eight following the, the journey of the Rainbow Serpent. And every uh, community that we came into or township that we came into, we would um, seek out the black fella and then say, can you take us to your elders? We never stayed in any caravan parks or national parks. We always stayed on mission land and, and within Aboriginal communities, whether it was the outskirts of some town or city or whatever, and always sat with the elders and learnt the, the story and connected the song lines. It was so powerful and fascinating hearing these similar dreaming stories and how they were very much, you know, connected um, from northern Queensland right down to, you know, south WA, you know what I mean? Like really, really beautiful. And that took us four years and we lived out of our own car, like we had our own camper van, we cooked, we carried our own water, and we became very... Uh, instinctive like we were more animal than human in a sense because we when we would come into big townships up to about an hour before arriving um we would start to you know get headaches and feel the pressure of the psyche of certain places um and feel colonization and you know feel levels of that if you know what I mean and um yeah mm. it, was, it was pretty powerful times and our youngest daughter was was born on on that journey on the road yeah. born on that journey and yeah and we hunted it and, and um, really really stayed connected with nature very very rarely uh, you know stayed in town anywhere mm incredible ah that's amazing you know I look at campers every other day yeah <laughs> so Gambira can I ask you what does um healing our identity mean to you when I say that what comes up for you mm. healing starts with ourselves as individuals, I think, and embracing and acknowledging complexities. We forget our complexities and how incredible we are as individuals. You know, when we allow trust in our own abilities, our spirit and body thanks us for this and then our mind is rewarded with growth and then it creates choices and options. Then we have hope, we have encouragement, and then we start to believe in ourselves. And then when we believe in ourselves, we believe in others. And then we believe in the greater community and the planet and all that can sustain so I guess, you know, recognising that we have capacity 
and to be kind to ourselves because, you know, our capacity fluctuates, doesn't it? So depending on our internal and external stresses. So, you know, we take on board what we are ready to hear and learn. So I think it's important when healing our identity. Another thing is checking in with um, assumptions and expectations. I believe these two things can be dangerous and disabling for us. Um, so the further we move away from those immediate assumptions and the immediate expectations of ourselves and then what we have on other people and so on and so forth, the further we move away from fear and focusing on our resilience and adaptability. Yeah. So I think it's about connecting to country because you go, how, well, how do we do that? So connection to country is a big one because it allows us to connect to our internal system, you know, that's that's activating our DNA, that's activating our nervous system. Being barefoot on the land and in the water, I think this is where we begin to heal. Beautiful, thank you. I could talk to you more and more. There's so, I, we haven't, I don't think we've even scratched the surface. <laughs> <laughs> we've certainly got a beautiful piece of uh, look into you and your story and um I just want to hear more mm -hmm. I really I really do I want you know I have many questions and many um campfires I want to say sitting around yes. and listening and you know being and connecting just beautiful so thank you so 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 much wouldn't it be amazing for for us to have that yarning circle one day Yes. With all the incredible women that you've been speaking with. Yes. I let's think it's do something that. that we should we should aim to do. Yeah, Wouldn't I've got shivers all over. Magical. I would love to be a part of that. Yes. I'd love to help facilitate that as much as everyone else would. It'd just be mind blowing. Mm. Oh, beautiful. That is now happening. That's that is, happening. <laughs> that is on air. We That is happening. That is just yeah. absolutely my, that is an absolute yes for me. Yeah. Um, it's a dream, right. actually. It's more than a yes. It's a, mm. it's a heartfelt, like, can we? Would you yeah. like to? Please. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. That sounds beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, if there is another one last thing that um, you would leave our listeners with, anything come to mind, what would that be? That we continue to journey strong. Yeah. So I, I put that out there to everybody listening. Journey strong and that you've got this, we've all got this, and much, much, much love. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Before oh, you, you go, Erica. how can um, our listeners, you know, follow you? Um, how can they connect with you on socials? Mm. Instagram's a good one. Um, and because I'm involved in quite a few projects, so there's the Gumbitter Mob page um, and that's um, a 
up to a 12-piece band that I lead, and that, that's healing high-energy music. So we like to do shows and um, we've done festivals and, and travel and tour and things, so that would be something um, worthwhile checking out when uh, we'll get through this and we'll be able to connect again and um, physically um, be in each other's spaces and share. And the Illum Girls is another one. Um, that's with my daughters. That's pretty special. Beautiful. And, of course, Gambira. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram as well. Yeah. Beautiful. I'll link all of that in the show notes as well. Um, Thank you. So people can just connect there and head over there. Um, thank you so, so, so much from the bottom of my heart for coming on and sharing. Thank you for blessing me on my birthday. This has been really beautiful, you know. Yeah, I really, I'm very touched and humbled and I love what you do and I'm very grateful. And I want to be able to um, hear your story too. Yeah, for sure. But thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Cultures of Change, Healing Our Identity. If you liked this episode and it resonated with you, please share amongst your networks so we can get the message out to more women who need to hear it. Please tag me in any shares on Facebook or Instagram at Cultures of Change and feel free to reach out, message me, or check out our website, www.culturesofchange.com.au. Remember to like and subscribe to our podcast so you know when our next new episode is out. Thank you so much for joining me for these conversations. I love having you here and I look forward to seeing you in the next one.